welcome to another episode of the I Respectfully Disagree podcast. Got Charlie on the mic with me tonight, man. What's going on, Chuck? What's going on, AD? Hello, everybody who's listening. Hope everybody having a good evening, a blessed day. Like I said, man, just another day, trying to better yourself each day, move forward, do the best in the present so you can have a greater time in the future. That's all I can say. That's it, man. That's all we can do. Um, today's episode, or tonight rather, man, um, we was having a conversation earlier, and we were talking about all the uh, rainfall and things, that's, things that are going on down in western Kentucky. Um, right now, they're getting some historic rainfall, a lot of flooding. People are trapped inside their homes. And I've, you know, been trying to call around and check on different people, make sure everybody's doing all right or got enough resources and things like that. And um, I don't know if it was you that made the comment or I made the comment. And we was talking about how, like, it's not easy to just pack up and relocate. And a lot of people down in that area, they don't have the resources to keep taking these hits like this back to back. Like, I don't know if, you know, those that are listening recall a few years ago when that tornado came through Western Kentucky and, uh, it did a lot of damage to that area. And a lot of people are still suffering from that. Um, I saw the other day where like a lot of the FEMA and resources and things like that is almost depleted. So they were saying that, by the end of the summer, you know, there's not going to be a lot of government assistance and things to help people down in that area. So, like I said, the conversation came up and we was like, you know, why don't people just leave? You know, there's nothing there. And, you know, I'm like, it's not really that easy. And me and you were just having a conversation about, you know, going to college people stand choosing to stay in that area and things like that. So tonight's conversation is going to be about, is it beneficial to step outside of your comfort zone and take those risks to leave the nest? You know, oftentimes people have that fear and they don't want to leave and go far from home because of the unknown. Does that make sense? No, no, that, that makes, that makes this sense. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly about what you just explained. So it's one I think, of the things. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, cut you off. Um, to me, um, coming from where we came from. Now, I explained to you earlier. I know people who lived in Atlanta all their lives, or people live in Detroit, New York, whatever. And don't get me wrong, they, they explain they from the hood, ghetto, whatever, a small town. They say, like, I need to leave this spot. I need to leave this area. But my thing is, the people who live in them areas, you still got good resources around. I'm talking about you have public transportation. You have, you have different, like, stores you can go to, different restaurants. You have different community centers that you can take your kids to to get them out of trouble or you have people who can help you if you're having trouble getting the job or you need more benefits to support yourself where we from i would say with us growing up i'm not talking about when we was kids 
of like little infants. Because back then there was a lot of factories around. There was like bars and stuff in Clinton. It wasn't a lot like like a city, but it was enough that people can can gather and have a good time and support their families. Um, you know, considering that the income is very the cost of living is very low where we're from. So, you know, you can get yeah. you a job making 20, 30 grand a year and you can be doing okay. But my, my thing is, is um when it comes to our area, growing up, we didn't have no resources. Like I said, I, we came from a city one stoplight. You know, the biggest store we had, shout out to Greg, Greg Gobby, but like we had Greg's supermarket. The known store we had was a Dollar General store. Now, think about that. Yeah, that was just See, recent, you know what I'm saying, within the last what? That was when we was like sophomore or juniors in high school, something like right. that. Wasn't there that long? So so think about that. That's what we had name brand. He's going inside as a Dollar General store. If he wanted to go to a Walmart, we had to drive like 15 to 30 minutes something. If we wanted to go to a mall or get any good, decent food, and I'm talking about like Applebee's or something like that, an hour. So growing up where we came from, I think if you're not careful, you will get stuck in that tradition staying home. No offense to everybody back at home. No offense to the elderly people before us. I respect them tremendously. Mm-hmm. But my thing is this. I'm a firm believer of this, and I preach it to this day. If a person's trying to tell you how to better your life and move outside of your comfort zone, they're not going to tell you that. They're basically going to say is, you need to go to school here at Murray State University, which is only 30 minutes away. You need to get a job here. Why are you going there? You don't know what's there, and this and the third. These people never left the area. So they really can't tell you what's coming in the future. They really can't tell you how to prepare your life for success and and how to deal with the ups and downs when it comes to going to the unknown, which I think is life. So to me, yeah. I think leaving the area, it does a couple of things. If you can get over the fear, you can get over the nervousness that you have in your body. It brings character. It brings more character to you. You really get to know who you are as a person. I really do believe that. Even though you're gonna be, you're gonna be the same person you was back at home. But because you get experienced different things, your mind opens up to different opportunities and different people, different cultures. You 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 get to know more yourself. Yeah. Also, it gives you that point to where, like, once you visit a place, you want to see more. It makes you get out of your shell more. Um, I know this is funny, but this is true facts. Um, when you go somewhere out of town, you see if you want to see different women or something like that, girls, whatever, you don't know how to talk because you so use people in your area. <laughs> but when you go in that area, you got the other things, and then you get around people, you see how they act and move, and it brings more of yourself out. Then you're not shy as much no more. You feel more confident going out talking and things of that stature, getting getting around the people in the in the crowd that you relate to. So right. to me to me moving out of the area is hard. Trust me, me and you both know. It's very difficult. Um I know for me, um when I stayed 
and went to PCC at the time. I think it's Western Kentucky Community Technical College now. But I stayed up there, got, did my two years. And you remember, I was to went up there with you guys in UK. That was my goal. But then when I talked to my one of my professors who came out advisor, he advised me to go to Middle Tennessee State for like because I was really big in music and things that stature. He had me go there. Now remind you, no offense to nobody, but when I changed my mode of what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go, man, I left Clinton with a old microwave and a little box of food. I didn't have no job, no nothing. I literally had to go down Middle Tennessee State. We had a cousin who lived there, but like I said, because I didn't, I wasn't around her that much growing up. Man, like you know what I'm saying? That's kind of weird. You go up to somebody, show you the ropes. So literally, man, I went down there by myself. I didn't know nobody. I had to start all over. But it built character. Don't worry, it was a struggle. And then once I got done with college. I did a bigger thing. I moved across the the, the, the country. I went, I went to L.A. Yeah. You know, there's nobody there either. You know what I'm saying? But I went there. I had a little fear. But I went there anyway. I said, you know what? This is something I need to do. And at the time, don't get wrong, I got, I got had some ups and downs. I had some experiences. But one thing I can say, I'm glad that I did it because I got to see more. I knew it was more out there, and it made me more capable and more and more um, strong-willed to take on things that further came down the line. And I and to me, to me coming from Clinton, I'm glad I did that because the people who did stay home, they're they're still there. And when you come back talking about the storm, because I didn't know about the storm until you told me to, to, today, because I didn't know. And to me, it's like. There's no resources there, but honestly, since we were kids, man, it was done down anyway because the people who's over that, that county, whatever, they never wanted to grow. They wanted to keep it farmland, farm business, agriculture. That's all they wanted. So the re- for that, and then for that, and then the factories started leaving to different countries like Mexico. Goodyear was prime example because they got cheaper work out of people. They left. So eventually we saw this we saw this happen before our very eyes since we was young. But I think yeah. we didn't realize it until we left the area. Right. Now the the, the writing was that. definitely on the wall because you you gradually started seeing the changes as we got older. And for those that are listening and are not familiar, um down there in western Kentucky, we celebrate what we call it uh the eighth of August. And it's similar to Juneteenth in a sense. You know, I know Juneteenth is now making this big wave across the country. I know a lot of places had already been celebrating Juneteenth, but I know for myself, I had never heard of that until the last couple of years. But in reality, we already were kind of celebrating that, but we just called it something different, such as the 8th of August. So one of those things, you know, that you're alluding to is like when we were younger, that's what my parents looked forward to. This was a weekend, usually the second weekend in August for Clinton, but that's when we would all have family. You would see family reunions and stuff all over town. Everybody would gather down in Columbus, fish fries, cookouts, uh, homecoming dances and different things. 
And that's when you saw all the people that grew up from that area come back. Mm-hmm. So blog parties. That's what I'm saying. So that in its own self helped the community thrive, in my opinion, now that we're looking at it in hindsight, because they were bringing dollars and spending, whether it's buying T-shirts and spending, you know, at the convenience stores or like you said earlier, you know, going to the grocery store out there at Greg's, you know, people were spending money because you had more people coming into town. Well, the older we got, by the time we started getting in high school, college, I think my last year that I remember vividly, it might've been my first or second year of college. And it was like, we came home and everything was still kind of like how we remembered it. But you started seeing those crowds kind of decrease, kind of dwindle down. Then before you knew it, it was hardly ever anybody there. So I'm saying all of that because it's like our parents looked forward to that. And that's what made them comfortable and wanting to be there. But as you start seeing resources and things leave, like you said, it was a lot of factory work and things like that. And if you start seeing things change, it's either you got to do something to be proactive to prevent change from impacting you or before you know it, you're going to be stuck and everything's just going to bypass you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in a sense, that's what we're talking about when it comes to getting out of that, that comfort zone. Does that make sense? It's like you, you watch the generations that were comfortable with their surroundings, but as things started going away, it's like, okay, nobody adapted. So now when you go back to those areas, there's hardly any resources. Things are just completely depleted. And now when you look at what they're going through right now, you know, natural disasters and things like that, man, your your heart pours out for those that are not able to relocate or they lose everything. And it's going to be hard to start over. But the reason why I want to have this conversation is because we were talking about college and things like that. And you, you shared your journey in terms of, you know, going, how you got to MTSU, how you got all the way out to California and things like that. And I'm saying that the same conversations that people are having now as their kids are graduating high school, Oh, you should go to Murray state. Oh, you should stay here in the area. My mother told me the same exact thing. And in my mind, you know, no disrespect to the people that went to Murray. There's nothing wrong with that. But I knew for myself, if I went to Murray every weekend, I'm just going to end up right back home visiting everybody that I was already comfortable growing up with. And I didn't want that. On top of the fact that if the University of Kentucky had offered me a full scholarship, why wouldn't I want to take it? for the very reasons that you just named, such as going out, seeing new things, experiencing and having to meet new people. And I'm, my journey is similar to yours because Gabby was there. Derek Stevens was there. He was older than me though. But outside of that, I had to meet all new people too. On top of the fact that I was up there with no car, man, like that, I think that was the hardest part. Like, 
you always had the bum rides to go to the parties and things like that. Or if I needed resources such as going to Walmart and stuff like that, you know, luckily for me, I was able to network enough to where I didn't have to get on public transportation. You know, people's like, Hey man, you can use my car. You know, people had enough faith and trust in me to where they was like, here, go use my car. You can go to the store, do whatever you want to. But that still required me having to build relationships. You see what I'm saying? I agree. In the in the way, man, um, I know I had a vehicle, but then, you know, as a young individual at the time, man, I had bills. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't like a lot of bills like you have now, but shoot, I had a, I had a phone bill. I had insurance. I had all that stuff I had to take care of. And I know if I let that crap fall, then I was going to be in trouble. You know, I always had a job when I was in high school. Always. I always was working. And so, you know, going down to TSU, man, I needed to get a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like it was a choice. No, I needed to get a job to just me survive, to keep up the food and stuff. I think my first couple months, man, I starved almost because I didn't have no money. Trying to get a job and stuff in a new area, you know, you know, it was tough. But like I said, at the end of the day, man, you go through them things, you know, just to see more and, and uh right. Just like you said about people talking about going to Mary State, I don't see Mary State University as a bad school either. I know it's a really good school. I know a lot of people from different areas go to Mary State, but see the difference is between them people and our people. Them people go back to where they have more stuff to do. Right. We don't have that. And exactly. honestly, um, my my goddaughter, she's going to Mary State, which I'm happy she's going to college. But, you know, you know, if I'm going to be honest, like, then it has to do to me. Because, like I said, I'm just a godfather. But, honestly, I wanted her to go to UK or somewhere. You know, not be too far from home, but just go out a little bit so you can, you know, do your own thing and, like, be your own your own person. You know, you don't have to worry about and have that clutch when you go home. And to me, what I'm really afraid of, which I hope it don't happen, but i just really afraid that people go to Mary State, they'll get their degree and they'll stay there. And what the what the kids need to understand now from back at home, especially now, you can't go back there with a degree and think you're gonna do something. You you have to you have to leave. You have to go out. I ain't talking about going to Paducah or stuff like that. I'm talking about you gonna have to go out a little bit. Even if you go out to Bowling Green, Bowling Green, Louisville, Lexington, do something if you want to stay in Kentucky, but in our area there's nothing there. That's the problem. You know, uh, and to me, when people go to Murray State, that's fine. But to me, they're too close to home. <laughs> how long, how far is Murray State? Like 30, 40 minutes, something like yeah. that? You got to go through Mayfield. So you're too close to home. And to me, it's like. That's why I said it's I, still a, a safety net. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's still a safety net. I just know when I was at PTC, I was a different breed, though. Like, when y'all was going to UK and stuff, I was a little bit depressed because I said that thing, like, I'm still around the area. I'm not I'm not seeing anything. You know what I'm saying? So, I was excited to go to UK time, but I was going to Tennessee. You know, I said, oh, this is a different path, and I went there. You know, a little bit past Nashville. But I said, I said that with me, is like, I knew I wanted to leave. And I remember I talked to some of my cousins back at home. One of my cousins, he's doing well for himself, man. That's, uh, that's Tevin. Back at home, he's he's a traveling nurse. I'm happy. I'm very happy for him. And I remember we had him talk when he was a kid. I told him, hey, 
You know, I'll come home and say, hey, you get your keep your grades up, get your degree, but don't stay around here. Because he was working at Pilgrims and Harper's Hands like good. Mm-hmm. What we did for a summer job, and I told him, don't stay here. I said, please don't stay here. I said, go out there, see the world. do Get out of your comfort zone. You know, you probably got to take risks, but it'd be worth it. And he's doing it. He's doing the dang thing. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of him. And, like, I, I just wish a lot of other people – I wish a lot of other people would do this. You know what I'm saying? And, honestly, with me and you, I think – I know you got kids. You you know, you, you got responsibility for – I know for me, I believe, to me, because I travel around – don't get me wrong, I'm still trying to get where I need to be in life as well. But there's a lot of people back at home who look at you and look up to you, especially the youth. And I understand that. And I said, dude, if I can give them any advice, I will. I think it's my responsibility to give these people advice back at home because they look at you, what you're doing. They only see the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying? And when you come home because of different experiences you went through, it shines, you know? And I remember I came home from Cali one time and Mr. Johnson, I went up to the high school and I never forget it that he, he said, come here, Charles, come here. And he literally pulled me in and he said, this guy right here went to this school. Said, this guy has graduated from college. He's been to L.A. and stuff like that. He left the comfort zone. And like you saw the little kids, I know him, I know him. And I said, yeah, 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 we family. It just, it just makes you think that like, dang, like when sometimes when you think that you're not doing anything important, if you're not making a difference, you really are. And I think for me, the older I get, I understand that. So for any young young people who want to speak to me, you don't have to be young, man. It could be somebody my age or a little bit older. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm, I really do believe that we should all gather together with our experiences and, and just better ourselves. You know, you know and, yeah. and the thing is, a lot of people we grew up with, I just hate that some of them stayed in the area and they are afraid to go anywhere. I, I used to be like, yeah, we used to be like, yeah, man, I should go to Nashville. Man, Nashville big. I'm kind of nervous to be on this freeway. You know what I'm saying? But now I've been everywhere. There's no thing now. It's just natural to you. But when I hear speak to some of my friends back at home, that's what they say. Now I, don't, I wouldn't know how to act if I went to Atlanta. And I basically told one of our friends, I said, dude, I said, it's big, yes. But I said, you will get used to it. I promise you. <laughs> you just kind of get that out of your mind, Frank. Exactly. Like I said, hell, me living here in Louisville, it's like I done been here long enough now to where it's like, to me, Louisville ain't that big. I don't consider yep. it to be that big. And I've navigated around enough to where it's like, you know, again, no disrespect to the people that are still back home. So I, I no. want to make sure that that message is sent loud and clear. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you have to do what you got to do. Some circumstances prevent you from doing that, whether it's you got to stick back to help take care of a family member or you may have had kids at an early age. So resources and things like you, you can't just up and leave. That's why I was saying when it, when we were talking about what's going on down there right now, in terms of all the rain and water, some people can't just pack up and go like, that's not even an option. So I I don't want to be that closed minded and naive to that. But what I'm saying is the goal in life, in my opinion, or this is what always drove my decision making. I wanted more for myself or I wanted to learn from my parents and some of the 
situations that they went through and what can I do to change that? You know what I'm saying? Like my mother went to Murray state. She was there for one year. She got pregnant with Kevin. She had I did not know out. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. She got pregnant with Kevin and had to drop out. And ever since then, she had to enter the workforce. That was a life-changing event. You know what I'm saying? Like, the rest is history. So it's like circumstances may prevent you from prevailing and getting to where you got to get to, but don't ever feel like that should keep you stuck in the mud. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You have a kid, do what you got to do to get out of that situation. Once you get comfortable, then take that that leap and face that fear and say, hey, you know what? I brought a child into this world. I want to try to do better, not only for myself, but for my kid. Because I'm telling y'all, that's exactly, Aubrey changed my life, bro. I wasn't doing shit with my life. Excuse my language. I wasn't doing yeah, nothing with my life. And then when she said, I'm pregnant, I was like, oh, man. And it goes back to what we're talking about now. So all I could think of at that moment was like, damn, I know what my mama had to go through to make sure me and Kevin was well off. We had clothes on our back, food in our mouth, a roof over our head. And she done that with the bare minimum. And at that current point in my life, I was doing the bare minimum. And I'm like, nah, nope, (laughs) I can't do this. So I packed up everything, told my wife, Let's move to Louisville. So, again, we we took that, that leap of faith. And maybe one day on this podcast, I'll sit down and, and share what what all I went through from start to finish, share a lot of my dark cloud days and things like that, and let people understand it. It's like, bro, like you just said a few minutes ago, to some people down there in Clinton, Adrian left, he, he got it made, and he's successful, and he's just like, nah. Cause I went through chaos and hell, you know. We to get to where I'm at. Yeah, me and you talk quite a bit. You know, I went through hell too. It's a lot of personal things I never share with a lot of people. I would though, you know, if somebody came around, they really want my advice. I would though, um, just for them to know that it's not going to be an easy road. I know when my goddaughter graduated. I couldn't be down there. Um, had some family situations, but. I sent her a text and I told her that I was proud of you. And basically I told her that, you know, as you make this exciting path in your life to adulthood, I let her know, like, it's going to, you know, the road's not going to be smooth. It's going to be bumpy. You're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have where you feel sad. You're going to have where you feel happy. You're going to have where you be depressed. But I say, in the day, you are beautiful. You are unique. And you are a wonderful individual. As long as you remember that, you'll be okay. And I said, I'm here whenever you need advice. Like, I just wanted to give her that text. I wanted to be honest with her. Not scare her. Be honest with her. Because I can share the experience, my experiences through her. And I would do it with my niece and my nephews. I'll do it with anybody who comes to me and say, Charles, what should I do? But it's funny, man, hearing you speak about your mom. Because me and you got a lot of stuff in common, more than you think. You remember my mom was a huge basketball player. Yeah. You know, her jersey is on is on is basically on the wall of Fulton County. You know, they got a little plaque. She's like Hall of Fame. You know, mama got scouted by everywhere. 
like in UK, all the schools in the country. They just talk about her, Reggie Miller's um, sister. Because Mama scored 60-something points in high school back then. They, Reggie Miller's sister scored like 100, so Mama was up there with her. So the thing is, like, Mama was so scared to leave the nest, she went to PCC. She went for for a, a, a semester, a year, I think. She got pregnant by Keith, dropped out, and went to work at Garns. Yep. So the thing is, like, there's a lot of things Mama didn't do right towards us, and I think she was resentful by a lot of things that happened. And and I understand she, you know, they did what they need to do, support, support us, whatever, but – I, I could see that it was a resentfulness there. And honestly, with me, um, my parents always told me, you have a kid, your Nikes will turn to Mikey's. You know, they always fear me. So I made sure I ain't had no, getting no babies because I knew, like, yeah. I didn't want to get stuck. And you know what? One time, go ahead, go ahead. I almost got somebody pregnant. I almost got somebody pregnant, me and you both in high school, and I was sitting there looking at you, nervous as a mug, but I wanted to cry. I said, there like, I wanted to cry. <laughs> I was 17 years old, man, and I knew if I knew that happened back then, dude, I'd probably be in a trailer somewhere. Nah, so like, we ain't gonna you say know, that, man. We ain't gonna say that. I get what you're saying, though, but it's like that's the reality of the situation. It's like, again, based on the track record for that area and people who had kids early and things like that, you got stuck in the situation because you didn't know no other way out. And all you could do was the factory work and things that was there. And that's why I'm saying, you know, I, I made the, the comment a few minutes ago where it's like, so what if you had a kid at an early age? Don't let that be a roadblock. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think with me, it wouldn't be a roadblock, no. But like, it'll be, a, you know, a lot more obstacles. I would say that. Um, I don't think it'd be a roadblock for me. Like, my personality too ambitious. Um, but I was say too i think what helped us out when we went to college i remember that one year we did a summer job at purpose i know i worked at greg and there and i remember me and you both worked there and they said there's no way we can do this for our lives i remember Good. us saying shout out to p man he was just asking me about that the other day when you tagged me in that post yeah he sent me the message we talked about it yeah <laughs> like again that's that's one of them things where it's like and I ain't going to keep talking in circles or whatever, but it's like our parents were so used to that atmosphere to where it was just like, no matter whether or not you was physically drained, mentally drained, that's the only thing that they could do to put food on the table was to go into them different environments, cold environments, hot, extremely hot environments, and just work and work and work till you exhausted to make the the bare minimum of wages. And when we walked in that chicken factory and I saw that and experienced that, I was like, nah, it ain't no way in hell. Now don't get me wrong. Like you said earlier, that does build character. It does build work ethics because now people know how to do manual labor. Some people ain't never had to do any type of work and it shows later in life. Because when you have to be able to do something for yourself, you don't obtain the skills or the abilities to do it. So it does have its benefits. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to turn this episode into looking at everything from a negative lens because that's not what we're attempting to do. It's just understand that you always have those options and don't ever be afraid to leave the nest. 
And also, too, the people was telling you about them auctions, that's the only thing they knew. They couldn't tell you anything else. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when you went to college, even when you graduated from college, they couldn't, they couldn't guide you no more. So really, listening to them, you taking an initiative, but you know when you go out there on the, on the road on your own and say, this is only me in this car. Yeah, I got to make the decision which exit I'm going to go off of and where it's going to take me. They can't help you no more. And That's I think right. a lot of times people get stuck in the area because people try to tell them, you got to come back home. No, 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 no. I went a little bit further than you. So how are you going to try to tell me what I need to do when you never did what I done? You did a good job to get me here. Now it's my responsibility and my time to understand how I was raised and what I was taught and move forward. That's what how it should be. But a lot of times people go back home because they feel that warmth. And I get it, man. You feel that warmth back at home and you go back. Not even thinking about it. It's like second nature in your head. Right. You don't even think about it. But that's my thing. It's like, and I'm not, it's no, it's nothing against nobody. Like I said, that's what I said earlier. I respect all my elders, but I'm like this though. And I told you this. How can I tell somebody you can do whatever you want to do in this life if I didn't step off the porch myself and show you what you need to do to get there? That's true. Because all you're going to do is hear them say that, but you're going to look at them stay in one place. They will tell you, well, you can't do this in the third. And even if they disown you a little bit and they say you stupid, whatever, just remember when you do go through them hurdles and you get to a better place and you go back to the area, you're going to see, wow, look where I have, look where I came and look where I have conquered so far in my life. And there's so many things that I experienced through my life and so many things that I have educated myself on to where I would never grasp this, this, this part of me if I never left the area. And I know my, me and my wife is talking about it. We talking about your state. She said, you can't say that people can't go to college. I said, I understand what you're saying. But like I said, my wife's from Detroit. So my thing is, she left Detroit to go to school. I told her, even if you went to school in Detroit, you knew you could still get you a job somewhere in Detroit. My peoples can't do that back at home. Right. It, they can, but it's going to be very difficult, especially in the field. So I said, I understand. I'm not telling nobody where to go. But my thing is, like I said, people in our area tend to stay around that area. And then when you go home and you're talking, talking to them, it's like, it's basically like you talking a different language to them. Because you said, like, I've been this place, that place, where my mind frame's at is different to where people are back at home. And I'm not saying that you better nobody. No, because I relate to anybody. I Everybody know back at home, I'm the same person, just a little bit more polished now because of where I've been. So with that point being said, there's great benefits leaving the area. Great benefits. Um, it, just, it just takes a lot of, like, risk to do it and I understand how very 
scary it can be. But me, you, some other people that got home who left too, they will agree with us. Yeah. I believe. No, I, I feel you. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to touch on two points real quick before we jump off here. Cause I'm trying to get in the habit of not making these episodes long. Hopefully it'll uh, keep people's attention or whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because I want to touch on how my parents struck fear in us. And that was one of the reasons why they tried to prevent certain you know, decisions from being made or whatever. It's like, like you said earlier, you should go to Murray State. Don't go to UK. That's too far away from home. That's a five-hour drive. If something happens, can't nobody get to you. That's a fear that you're trying to put into me to make me stay within a 45-minute, you know, arm's reach, so to speak. Um, You you ain't never been to no Florida. Why y'all trying to go to Panama? I know you remember that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I got it, too, for my mama, too. So what y'all doing down there? Y'all getting the rental? Y'all never been nowhere? Y'all dropping? <laughs> How y'all going to go all the way to no, to Panama? Y'all ain't never been nowhere. So, again, it's like because y'all never had the desire to leave and go out of town. Like I said, I tell people all the time, like, bro, we never took a family vacation. I was just talking to my dad today about that because he was like, man, what is it about Florida and going to beaches and stuff like that? I'm like, bro, like. At the end of the day, to me, in my opinion, it's a peace of mind. Like being able to just go sit somewhere, enjoy the the ocean breeze as the sun is going down. Like that to me, like, bro, mentally, it's just refreshing. But he'll never know that feeling because he's never seen ocean water. Mm. He's never put his feet in the sand. You know what I'm saying? Like you have no idea. Like I told him, and I don't mean to get off track. I was able to turn my phone off for 10 consecutive days. My phone was in airplane mode. I didn't get no calls. I didn't get no texts. I didn't see any social media. I disconnected from the entire world for 10 consecutive days. All I done was live in the moment. And that's the best piece that I've had in probably the last <laughs> 15 years, so to speak, like just to unplug from everything. So that in its own self was needed. But had I listened to them, I never would have met my wife who then led me to all of these different experiences. Cause I feel like had I never met her, I wouldn't have done some of the things that I've done. So these are the benefits, like you're saying of, leaving out of your comfort zone because otherwise nine times out of 10, you just going to stay with your high school sweetheart or somebody in that area. And y'all are just go through what you normally do. Like you've always done just because you want to be comfortable. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, you graduate from UK. You need to move back home, move back home and do what? Move back home for what? So, like you said, when I graduated college, I didn't have no job lined up or nothing. I Again, I had to figure it out. But I was willing to take that risk so I wouldn't have to go back because I feel like at that point it defeats the point. It defeats the purpose. You went all the way up there to college to just turn around and come back. And no disrespect because some people are able to 
not turn their back on where they came from and pour back into their community communities. But I feel like Clinton is not big enough, nor is it thriving enough for somebody to say, you know, I'm going to come back and start a business and hopefully help build the community that way. It's not enough people there. You see what I'm saying? No, I agree. I, I agree. So that's the one point that I wanted to drive home. It's like, quit instilling fear into your kids to try to steer them in the direction that you hope they go in. Like you're going to use a scare tactic to get them to do what it is that you always wanted them to do anyway, which is stay close to home. And the second thing that I want to drive through is our 20 year uh, high school reunion is this Saturday. Shout out to the class of O three. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest on my take. No disrespect, but in my opinion, I feel like the high school reunion didn't pan out to be how we all wanted it or pictured it, how you see in movies and look at other people's reunions and things like that for the very reasons that we're talking about. There's not a lot of resources down there. There's not a lot of things to do. I can only speak for myself when I say that at the end of the day, me getting in my car, driving four or five hours to go to a reunion that's going to be an hour or two. And then after that, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing there where if you were in a bigger city, not only can you go there for your reunion, but you can plan a little family, little getaway. Like, Hey, we can go do all of these things from my home area that I grew up doing. And then the big event is going to be the high school reunion. You don't have that feeling. So it's like, I wasn't enthused about driving five hours to go to Fulton. I don't even, I've never even heard of this place wherever it was at. But then the more you started seeing people say, no, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. And it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like that's a result of of where we're from or people just genuinely didn't want to go? Um, Honestly, I'm going to be honest, too. I know uh, when they told uh, Lucinda try to hit me up on Facebook, I know I was out of town at the time. And I kept on just getting the message. I do apologize. Um, and I do hope to have a good time. But I, I'm going to be honest, too. I remember our 10-year anniversary. I came right from L.A. Nobody wanted to do anything. And I literally got people together. I know Tia, Trent, Sharita's mother. I don't know if Sharita wasn't there. But it was, it was some other people who was there. And we went out to Ralphie's, to Rafferty's and stuff. I said, man, we can just go to a bar and just kick it and have a good time. This time, when they posted it up, I literally said, hey, here's my number. Call me. Let's do it in August. Day to August, just like you brought earlier. And the reason why I said that, because I knew a lot of people would come back at that for that time. I didn't know about the rain and stuff. You know, you can't predict that. But the thing is, I said, a lot of people will be there. It'll be easy to have people come back at that time. I didn't get nobody hit me back except for one person in her group was Nicole McCoy. 
she literally called me and she said, oh, wow, this is your number. So, yes, I said, I, I want people to call me. So when they set it up for for this month, I knew I couldn't go because, like you said, we got other families and things. We was going on trips. I came back from Turks. And I said, there like, dude, we got, you know, I can't do it. That's too close. And yeah. so when they posted it, you know, I just couldn't be there. And my wife can vouch for me. Dude, I was still trying to go. I said, dude, I, you know, I still want to go. I think it'd be a good thing. But you're right, though. Um, there's no resources around there to where, like, I know you're trying to get a venue in Fulton or whatever, but they got to think. You got people driving in from hours away. Not to mention, you're going to have to drive everywhere to commute. Not to mention, I don't have a couch there no more. I don't live there no more. So exactly. I had to get a hotel. I had to get all this stuff. And to me, it's like, I'm not going to, my, my driving distance like you. I think mine's like seven and a half. And I said to her, man, look, I feel bad. I can't go. I'm with you, though. Um, you know, we can have a get-together where we can meet up in Nashville. At least you know that's in the middle. You know, that's only like a four-hour drive for me. I don't know how long it is for you. I, I, know, I don't know. Um, Nashville, for Nashville, three. Three, okay. Yeah. So, and then for people back at home, it's like two and a half. So, that would make a better choice, you know. Uh, we could have did it that way. But it is what it is. Um, right. But you're right. Because of the resources, I wasn't going to go back to that. It was just too much. Um, but 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 you know what? It But it ties into this conversation. That's why I wanted to mention it. Because, again, no disrespect to the people that was trying to orchestrate and set it up. And like I was telling my wife, like I'm, I'm kind of in that boat where you was. Like I started feeling bad. It's like I'm reading these comments in the little chat that they created. And it's like, damn, like. Ain't nobody enthused except for a handful of people, but they was always cool to begin with. And mm-hmm. like I told her, and I don't know if you looked at it from this perspective, it's like the people that are trying to organize the event and set everything up, they are already in that area. So you're organizing everything again based on your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Whereas had we got together months ago and maybe even a year ago and be like, you know what? Let's plan a reunion and turn it into a weekend event. Considering the fact that maybe half of our class has relocated outside of Western Kentucky. Let's all Mm -hmm. come together, pick a central location. Like you said, Nashville, St. Louis, hell, even Memphis or something like that to where, Hey, Friday is going to be the, Welcome back, dinner, everybody come in as people are traveling, come in, let's have a little brunch and this and that as people are slowly coming. Saturday is going to be the reunion. Sunday, if you still got time to hang around, again, let's go have brunch. Let's go do this and do that and turn it into a weekend event because of us living or coming from a small area without a lot of resources. That mm-hmm. way you can turn a 20-year reunion into a joyous occasion, a joyous event, and build those memories and reconnect with people that we haven't seen in literally 20 years versus I'm going to get in a car, drive to Fulton. Hell, Fulton ain't even got no hotel rooms. You know what I'm saying? No, you close play, Union City and Paducah. 
So it's still an inconvenience to those that are coming from out of town, not only driving wise, but financially and things like that. And half the class has already said they weren't going to show up. So it's like, dang, but now that you mention it, and now that we tying the rain and the weather into it, it it almost feels like they're not going to be able to have it no way. Yeah. So I hate that. But like I said, man, shout out to the, Class of 2020, hopefully, depending on what happens this weekend, maybe we can try to orchestrate this and maybe if somebody's listening to this, try to ping pong some different ideas and say, you know what, let's have a makeup for it. Yeah. I mean, my number, my number's in the group. <laughs> I mean, I put it out there. I said, here's my number. Y'all can call me whenever. The only person that called me was Nicole McCoy. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a whole nother obstacle in its own self. It's like, bro, there's a lot of people in my class that I ain't seen or heard from since we walked across that stage. And like I said, it's just, that's life. It is what it is. But to close it all up and and drive it all back home, this is what I'm saying. It's like, you can't be afraid to take that leap. You're going to struggle Possibly you're going to come through obstacles where you like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one. And you may be like, damn, I wish I hadn't have done it. But going back to your original point, it's like, to me, it builds character. How else are you going to know what to do anytime you face a tough situation? If you don't ever go through a tough situation, you're going to always take the easy road. It's impossible. But now it's not that easy. Um, not in the area, you know, it's not that easy. Um, and like I said, man, um, my father went back down there and like I said, he just stuck, you know, in that small, small timey way. And when you brought up bringing different experiences, that's like, that was what for my wedding, that was special for me because I didn't have a lot of my, my people's there. Like, you know, you know, my, my wife's family was there a lot. But to have you guys there and to have you guys, you know, some of y'all first time on the plane, you know, my daddy finally got to go out of the country for the first time. And, you know, for me, it's like, dang, you know, if it wasn't for me thinking out out, out of the comfort zone, shout out to my wife, because my wife put it on me hard because even though I've been anywhere, I was telling her, man, some, man, some of my family members not going to do that. She said, you need to do what you think is best for us and what we want. And then the people who come, they will enjoy it. Yeah. She said, that's what you need to focus on. And she was right, you know, and everybody who been over there had a really good time. Man, sometimes I still look at them photos. I'm not going to lie. We got like <laughs> a thousand photos. We had a really good time over there. You know, like yeah, I said, that was your first, back. Yeah, that was your first time be on the plane. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Now, shit, I ain't driving nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. No more them, the greyhounds. But um, that's a different story for another day. But thing is, like, um, you know, just over there, you know, father over there, my sister over there. Um, you know, it just it was just a wonderful, beautiful feeling. And like to me, it's like, dang man, if I didn't go through these sacrifices and these risks, I took. I wouldn't have met my wife either, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have met my wife if I didn't like travel around like I did. And honestly, because of my wife, I came to Atlanta. I was going to go back to Nashville. 
but she said she wanted to go to Atlanta, so I had to make a choice. Yeah. Like I said, man, you good, know? good conversation, man. Like I said, uh, uh-huh. shout out to our, our loved ones because, like you said, just to piggyback off of it real quick, because of your decisions and the path that you took, hell, it impacted my life. Like you said, I ain't never had never been on a plane until then. So, and not just that, bro. Think about uh, we went to Vegas. That too. I'm trying to get back there, man. Them usher yeah, tickets been crazy, man. She she's been begging me, and that's that's kind of my fault. I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to tell my wife I'm sorry, just in case, because I think his last set of shows is October, and we done waited so long. To where them prices, man. I guess that Kiki Palmer stuff that made everything go up. Yeah, I know uh, my wife went out there. She said it was wonderful. She loved it, the concert. So, like I said, that's the furthest west that I had been when we went to Vegas. And, you know, we sitting there now trying to plan another trip here. And, uh, yeah. hold on, because these kids done coming here, interrupting everything. Um, but it's like, you know, a lot of the choices and things that you made, whether you realize it or not, coming out of high school has impacted your life, your family, friends, as adults. Because like, had about- we not, hold on real quick, had we not decided I'm going to go to UK or you're going to go to MTSU and things like that, you close the door on everything that we talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, that's true. And I remember we was out there and one of our cousins, we was out there in Vegas. He looked at me and said, man, dang Chuck, man, what made, what got you like this? He said, dude, the way you dress, the way you present yourself, what, what got you like this? I said, I don't know, man. It's just me. But you know, I guess me being around different places, I, Finally got to realize, you know, who, you know, this is how I want to present myself and how I want to carry myself, you know. And the show, the show was in Vegas, you know. It was like, you know, that was a beautiful feeling to sell. And I, I did realize that more and more the years went by. To where hanging out with your childhood friends like that in a different environment is a beautiful thing, especially where we came from. Like that, and I'm not saying that we the only ones who grew up like it. A lot of people grew up like it, but just to experience it for ourselves and coming from a population, man, I don't even know what the population is now including, but I think when we were growing up, she wasn't that much better. <laughs> I mean, you know, the population was very small. So, to go through them experiences is a beautiful thing. Or like, when Pierre came out to Atlanta and I met up with Pierre in Atlanta. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, Man, yeah. look look how far we came. Exactly. Yeah, you know him saying? just linked up last week in Orlando. So that's what I'm saying. It's like even him, you know, he's creating experiences for his family and stuff. And shout mm-hmm. out to his daughter. She's getting ready to start her second uh, year at UK. And he was saying that, you know, she, she loved it. She enjoyed her first year. So, again, that's a whole nother, you know, she kicked down them barriers, went all the way up there. She could have stayed and went to Murray and things like that, too. So it's like. It's great to encourage and push your kids to try new things. If it doesn't work, then cool. Come on back and we'll go from there. But to just eliminate the 
the idea of stepping out of your comfort zone out of fear alone, like, nah, don't ever encourage your kids to do that. So that's going to be the message before we get off here. We right at an hour, so I'm going to shut it down at that. Um, Don't ever discourage your kids from wanting to – let them wings out and, and fly. Like, that's one thing that I've learned. Like, nah, if, if my kids, like, I'll use Peyton real quick. And boy, ain't scared to do nothing. Roller coasters. Uh, zip lining. He done been, uh, what's the little thing where you get hooked up to the back of the boat and they pulling him and this and that. I'm like, he, oh, nine. <laughs> he does all of those things. And, bro, he just turned nine last month. He's done all type of things that I've never done, never had the desire to do. But guess what? That stems all the way back to my parents striking fear in me about asking to go to people's pool parties and go swimming. You don't know how to swim. What if something happened? Who going to save you if you drown? And here I am now, a grown man that still don't know how to swim. But yet my kid is out here, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of the ocean, fearless. That's that that's the Angelina blood in them right there. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, if as as long as your kids are willing to try new things, encourage them to do it because then they're gonna become adults that ain't afraid of nothing that the world has to that's put in front of that's put in front of them to try to veer them off of their path. So good conversation, man. Yeah, yeah, it was a good conversation. Definitely appreciate it. Started it. Early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those that are listening man y'all go check out the youtube channel man i respectfully disagree podcast i am 100 subscribers away from 500 okay and I click need, them likes. i need the likes click, the comments click them likes and comments notification click. bells all of it man y'all reach out to me let me know what it is y'all want to hear y'all want to talk about i got several episodes lined up for next week a couple people reached out said that they enjoy the podcast. They want to be a part of it. So I'm going to start getting some new voices and things on here. And we're going to push it, man. We're going to push it. Sky's the limit. Appreciate you, Charlie. Mm-hmm. We out. Ass toasted. No competition. I'm Nisha Coasting.